And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe fucking this. A little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Everybody. We're doing it. Hi, I'm Deanne Smith. This is a podcast called Questionable at Best. Perhaps the most questionable thing about it is that it is not consistent. Do you notice how I said it instead of I? Should I take ownership of this? Should I take responsibility? Okay, fine. I will, you guys, because I am not consistent with the podcast, but with fun I am and just general good times, very consistent and consistently inconsistent. Let's put that out there. Hi, I'm Deanne Smith, everybody. I'm hosting this thing. I'm just going to get it going. All right. This week, my guest is Candice Gregoris. Great person. Cool gal. You know what? I forgot how to do intros. Let me check out uh, her social media presence so I can tell you where to find her. I'll just get her Twitter for you. Okay? Okay, guys. Well, that was easy. You can just find her at Candice Gregoris at Twitter. Do that. That's easy enough. Candice, the usual way. Gregoris, also the usual way. Good luck to everybody. Hello to all of my old listeners and hello to any new listeners. Should you be out there? I'm Deanne Smith. I'm a comedian. I talk a lot about my feelings. Because I'm super gay. Because I'm real gay. Oh my gosh, you guys. I got a new dog. I got a dog. Not just a new dog, a dog. It's been like my lifelong dream. There's so much I have to tell you guys. But we're not going to get into this time. This is what I recorded with Candace. Like, like at, at this point, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Possibly even like a full month. We might have done this in August. We might have done this in early September. I don't fully remember, you guys. It is now November and here you have it. But this one's about friendship. And you know what never grows old? Friendship. You know what never gets stale? Friendship. You know what never expires? Friendship. Sometimes they do, though. Do you guys have, do you guys have crappy friends that you shouldn't be friends with anymore, but you are because you've shared so many childhood memories or because you grew up together or for whatever reason? Let me tell you what. Evaluate your friendships. And you know what? If someone's not bringing it today, ditch them. What? What's going on with this podcast? Very callous right off the top. I said I was going to keep this short, right? I will. I'll talk to you again after. Let me tell you this, though, guys, because you have been turning up at shows of mine, you listeners. Um, our friend from Argentina, Azu, showed up in not just Toronto at my JFL 42 show, but also in Montreal at the Comedy Nest. How cool are you? And then a bunch of other people, and I can't totally remember your names. I'll just say some random names and I might hit one. I feel like maybe someone was called Hannah. I feel like maybe... Probably there's a Danielle in there. I don't know. I saw some of you guys in like Guelph and Kitchener, Waterloo, and all these kind of Ontarian towns. Ontarian. So guys, check this out because this, I believe Paula Flalo is going to put this out for us on Thursday, November 3rd, if that is indeed the case. Guys, let's all forget about the impending U.S. election. Voted. I already voted. Mail vote. Okay. I'm a U.S. citizen living in Canada, doing my duty to keep us from the apocalypse. But I said, let's not think about it. Let's just think about all these fun shows that are coming up, like immediately. If you are listening to this on Thursday, I don't know when you're listening to this. I don't know your lives, you guys. Listen when you want. Totally up to you. But but we we have agreed to the Gregorian calendar. We we collectively agree on a sense of time. Hey, Daylight Savings is coming up. Don't forget to set your clocks one way or the other. Don't come to this podcast for true information. Okay, you guys? Because I don't, I don't have it. But I believe on Sunday. The point is this. November 4th, 
Guys, look, we're back to normal. It's just me rambling into a microphone and connecting with all of you. November 4th, which is a Friday, I will be in Montreal at Theatre St. Catherine, which with my favorite show ever, Stand Up, Strip Down, Jokes and Boobs, Ha-Has and Tatas, Burlesque and Stand Up Comedy. We're doing it. I'm hosting it. It is all ages friendly, if you're over 18, queer friendly, everybody friendly, all genders friendly, dog friendly. I don't know about the venue, but if you got a tiny dog like mine, put it in a purse, sneak it in. Let's do this, you know? Oh, guys, I can't wait to tell you all about my dog on a future podcast. Oh, it's the greatest thing ever. Okay. Friday, November 4th, see me at Theatre St. Catherine in Montreal. That's at 10 o'clock. Saturday, guys, I'm going to be in Burlington, Vermont at the Vermont Comedy Club with my friends Nate and Natalie. They run the place. They're not on stage with me. Mike Kroetz is going to be on stage with me. You know him from here. And what else is going on? Oh, my gosh. New York City, November 9th. I am doing a show with my friend Jess Solomon. You you know her from this podcast. Jess Solomon and her wife, Iman, who you also know from this podcast. Girl on girl on girl comedy that's happening in New York City. The Big Apple. The Big Kahuna. The Big Cheese. The Big Big Deal. I don't really know uh, the nicknames of New York City. But I will be there November 9th. Girl on girl on girl comedy at the duplex at 9.30. Is that all the pertinent info? You can Google it from there. What else is going on? Oh my gosh. And then Queer and Present Danger Tour. But I'll tell you about that one after because it's later in November. So so enjoy this podcast. Thank you guys for coming back. If you want to um, see me in person doing what I do, which is stand-up comedy, come to any of those shows. November 4th, Montreal. November 5th, Burlington, Vermont. November 9th, New York City. Let's kick off the podcast. All right. Okay. okay. All right. The question is, how do people make friends? What do you think? Uh, me? What do I think? Of yeah. how do people... I don't understand how people do it. <laughs> this was a question you brought to me. I know. And, and I, it's, it's... I jumped on it because I think a lot of people don't know how other people make friends. It, like I've had trouble with it my whole life. I never... I Well, not never. I have less trouble keeping friends once I manage to, to, to get what I sound, make it sound like it's just trap. Uh, once I manage to, to get a friend, but it's just that the fear and the anxiety I have over extending the hand yeah. of introduction. I don't, and I, and sometimes I'll sit somewhere and I'll, I'll watch people walk up and introduce themselves to someone and I'm baffled. I'm like, how, I don't feel that do, do they people do introduce themselves to each other in like a in a friendship way? I feel like as adults, a lot of times these introductions carry a sexual or romantic connotation. And or business. Oh, it's yeah, like it's business. a networky kind of thing. I forgot about business because I hate business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I get that too, but yeah. I but I feel sometimes my inability to do that or my social anxiety. Yeah. I end up actually holding myself back because I feel like I I I can't connect to people oh this is good we are like I don't know how far in a minute into the podcast (laughs) social anxiety fear of connection to people oh god it's right there it's all of it and you feel like this was true for you as a kid like as a kid I made friends by just walking up to people and being like hey do you want to be friends I'm so glad you said that because uh, there's a part of me that goes when did that go away when does that in our development become not the right thing to do I don't think it see this is I think you can still do it and I think then you'll you'll weed out like the idiots that don't get it 
but you have the potential then I don't know, someone you've had a few interactions with and then all of a sudden they're like, hey, I think you're cool. Do you want to actually be friends? And then if that person is like, yes, then that's awesome, right? That is awesome. The person that responds to that, I think could be, I mean, then you're mates, you're, you're matched, right? I think, yeah, I think that's good. But it's the, that particular phrase that I think kids actually do. Mm-hmm. Kids, they like, they'll lay it on the line. They'll, and, and in fact, they'll even up their own game. Like I, like I remember being a kid and watch, I don't know if I did it. Maybe people even did this when I was a kid to me, just walk up and go, hi, do you want to be friends? Yeah. Yeah. They it's, do. And it's that simple. And I just wish I'm like, that's one of those things where I, I, I wish for childhood again, there's not a lot of things in my childhood that okay. I wish I had again. Okay. But just that, just declarative, this is what I would like. And even with kids too, it's like, you know nothing about that other person necessarily, just that they're another kid. Yeah. But we're, I'm a kid, you're a kid. Hey, <laughs> let's be best friends. And nine times out of 10, this is going to be like, sure. Yeah. And then off you go to your game of, life or whatever see that's the other thing that's the other thing about being an adult that sucks um is what do you do with friends i love like having activities and kind of reasons to bond as an adult and i feel like that's why it's so easy sometimes to make friends you know in school or in college or in groups where you like have something that you're focused on together and you're like actively building memories and having a good time as opposed to the type of friendship that i just find so boring is like the adult like Let's eat over this table. <laughs> Let's sit here and have a conversation. Like I do love having conversations with people, but when that when you realize that that's all it is, ugh, I miss activities. So what would be your ideal friendship date? I had one the other day. Well, let's talk about that because I'd like to and, and peek into the world of friendship. Well, it it was um, Niles again came over here. Oh, that's nice. And what was kind of fun about it was it was like a day disruptor, at least for me, because it was early. We could only hang out early that day. And I don't I think I think my listeners know I'm not I don't get up early for anything. And it was still only 1030, but 1030 is still morning. 1030 is not like social time as far as I'm concerned. Not but really. Niall- not unless you stayed over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Niall came over at 1030, putting some effort in, showing some clear effort for friendship. <laughs> so we hung out here for a little bit. And then we went over to Christy Pitts and I brought a Frisbee. We took a couple laps around Christy Pitts and then we were just like tossing the Frisbee, hanging out. And I would just like to recommend playing Frisbee to everybody out there. It's a fun way to kind of disengage your mind. And then these l- kids came up and they brought a Frisbee. And they were probably going to play their own game, but then I roped them into our game. So then we were four people. We were four people just tossing two frisbees around, and that was really silly. And we did that for a while until I kind of finally made eyes at Niall and was like, "I don't know how to get out of this now." Like I didn't. We were really in it with the kids, and then at some point, I wanted to go and like keep talking to Niall. And then we came home. I had a bit of lunch, and then we both had to go our separate ways. So there was a lot of talking, a lot of catching up, but also, you know, we weren't just at a table staring at each other. An activity. There's an activity. There was something happening yeah. physically. Yes. To to usher the conversation <laughs> along. I think so. That's well that's you know, and nice. then we're and we're making memories. When do you make memories as adults like that? We can look back at the time like, remember when we played Frisbee with those kids? One of them had one of them had a name that's on the tip of my tongue and the because the other one's name is eclipsing it. It was Hyman. 
And I thought right. he started saying Jaime, like Jaime, like a right Jamie. Sp- yeah, like yeah. A Mexican Spanish Jamie. No, and then he went hard on the end, and then I was like, "Okay, cool, Hyman, cool, hanging out with you. See you later." And then of course that, we're that's walking. A kid that's going to need friends. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say, I think that was one kid who's really grateful for that frisbee yeah. afternoon. And of course we're walking away, and I go to now. Did he just say his name was Hyman? Because I didn't know if I had just like said Hyman to an eight year old boy, like, right. "Okay, Hyman." And then he's like, "That's not my name." It just felt so weird. I said Dave. Because I haven't heard that name before, and uh, I'm sorry if that makes me un- uncultured. I've heard it now. I'm over everyone. Right. Niall goes, what if he was like, we were like, is that your name? And he's like, no, it's just what I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I know this is not has nothing to do with friendship, but this is what Hyman reminded me of. I was visiting my grandmother at the hospital, and, you know, I like to talk. To, you want to call people by their name. So I asked the or the nurse on call, I said, what, just may I ask what your name is? And she said, my name is Wintress. No way. Shut the front <laughs> door. I don't know why there's not a trilogy of Tolkien-esque books. You, you start it. About, I'm, I think I have <laughs> to now, about Wintress. I'm Wintress. like, why aren't you nursing in a cape at this moment? And perhaps a velvet boot. I don't know. And why aren't you nursing wounded deer? Exactly. Why yes. shouldn't she be stuck in this bullshit she human have a cowl? Yeah, and all of that. I could maybe Interest. that's my I, maybe that was my gateway, and I didn't even see it to becoming friends with Wintress. I have trouble recognizing the signs sometimes. No, it's not too late. You can you can still become friends with Wintress. That would Wintress. be great. Damn. I also this is something else I want to. Two of my closest friends. Both of them, when I first met them, I thought to myself, they're not going to like me. <laughs> this, is, this is a self-esteem issue is yeah. what this is. Well, I'm not saying it's not. Right. I, 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 I only sighed because I'm like, we don't have, we'll get into it as much as we okay. can, but my, my inclination is to fix it. Do you think we could fix it? <laughs> well, I'm minutes? friends now. Yeah. We're friends now and good friends now. And another thing I, that I have a lot of experience with, so it's like, what, maybe these are barriers I'm putting up. The prob- Of course, the problem, it always comes back to, to, to the self, right? To what is it that I'm putting out there in the universe? Ugh, it always comes back to the oh dumb self. Oh, my God. Is it always <laughs> about me? Most of the time. Um, is that I've had experiences where I've had friendships develop, and it, it, maybe it's about a year in, and the friend pulls me aside because now they feel like they can tell me this. Yeah. And they say, you know, before I got to know you, I thought you were going to be a real bitch. A real bitch? Oh, yeah. This has happened to me at least five to six times in my life. Huh. Well, I guess I only know you from the comedy world. Right. And I barely know you. We could put that on the record, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I, I'm hoping we'll become friends after this podcast. I'm me too. This okay. is fantastic. Perfect. And this is a great couch, and I'd like to be on it again. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome to come back. <laughs> great. Um, but I never would have the impression that you're a bitch, but it might be because I've met you through comedy. I don't know what you give off in regular life. Maybe. I don't know. I think, look. Are you mean? I know. Well, on stage. But in real life, oh, I can be sarcastic. That's like, I can be pretty sarcastic. But here's, here's what I ha- would have. I'm actually, I think I put out, I get very insulated and I will try, if I see a whole bunch of people having fun, I'll be like, oh, they're, they're ha- I don't want to bother them. Oh, yeah. I don't want to, I, eh, I feel like I'm in interrupting a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tend to isolate mm-hmm. and be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes that idea of pulling back and isolating and be quiet and being reserved can sometimes be perceived as 
she thinks she's too good for us or she doesn't want to talk to us. Oh, so, yeah. I think and you're I mean, right. while I'm just like, I'm terrified. Yeah. I'm just terrified. That can be perceived like that. It can. Yeah. And <clears throat> I'm lucky enough to have then since had experiences to, to then people go, oh, I had no idea that you were actually weird in kind in a fun way. And I'm like, ah, but you, you don't want to, I don't, I don't want to lead with the weird. Yeah. Because is it going to be too much for people? Is, uh, you know, my predilection for automatically people putting people in Tolkien-esque trilogies? Is yeah. that going to be too much on day one? So I just see people. I see people and I see them connect and introduce themselves to each other. And I'm just like, oh, oh I'm just in this shell of self-created weirdness. I think it's good to lead with the weird. Yeah? Well, because then you're going to draw people to you that appreciate that and, and that are like that, right? I don't know. I'm starting to have these ideas. I was talking to my friend Jess Solomon earlier today. Okay. And she was saying something. It's too much backstory. But basically, she was like, <laughs> should we do this? And it was something that neither of us wanted to do. And I was like, no, of course not. And then I just told her, like, you know, since I've turned 40, I give so much less fucks about everything. And I don't have time to do things I don't want to do. In the same vein, I think... You don't have time to pretend to be someone you're not or hold back for fear of offending or alienating people. If you lead with the weird, you're going to find your fellow weirdos. Bring my light out from under the bushel. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm hearing you say. But, and, and, I, and yeah, you're right. And God, it's so much easier said than done. At least for me. I know. It's I felt so really like. Um, said than done. I felt like, a, what are they called? These kind of. You know, these You're inspirational like speakers. Yeah, exactly, empowerment. I actually just pointed at you. I was like, lead with the weird. Lead the weird. I was like, okay, Tony <laughs> Robbins. Because I will. If left to my own devices, I will completely withdraw and cocoon. Would you call yourself introverted? Is this your nature? or And or is it more about anxiety? I think... Well, I don't know, but I would say it's probably more anxiety. Okay. Because I love hanging out with my friends like yeah. I, that I have now. <laughs> I love having a good time and laughing and being boisterous and silly. Yeah. It's just I find that first step so hard. I think so many people do, though. Do they? Or That's maybe, a relief. Or maybe my listeners are just weirdos. <laughs> Well, but I feel like people are going to relate to this, but maybe it's the podcast people that may relate to this more than the people that aren't alone in listening to a podcast right now. But that's fine because we're quality people. Yeah. This is what I was reflecting on when thinking about leading with the weird and being anxious or being whatever. This whole, this whole little date came about because we were at the comedy bar a few nights ago. Yeah. And you were doing a contest, which you won. Congratulations. That why I passed through that night. Yeah. Yeah. Made it through that, that gauntlet round whatever moving on to the next round moving on to the next round and you were just like how are you which is a normal thing that people ask each other (laughs) without expecting a long or real response right but I suck at small talk slash don't enjoy it slash would always rather be real Um, and I don't think of it as weird but now that I think about it it's like I'll give someone a real answer and then it's up to them if they want to engage with that and then be real with me back, or if it seems like too much, and then they walk away. That's a, that's a fine way to vet who I have real conversations with or not. But anyway, so you said, how are you? And I was like, oh, actually today I'm kind of anxious because this, this, this happened, but whatever, I'll get over it. How are you? And then like, tell me something real. And you did. Then I was like, oh man, you got to get on the podcast. We need to do this. 
So you mentioned social anxiety. Yeah. So is this something that you've worked on? I, f- I think that that phrase gets thrown around a lot. Yes. And that a lot of people who may, may sometimes feel awkward. It's like a, a range of really kind of normalized human experience True. or normative yeah. is what I should say. Normative yeah. human experience would be like, oh, I have social anxiety. You're like, you don't. That's not what that is. I may not fully understand what that is. I just want you to talk about it more. What is social what anxiety? I, what do I mean about social anxiety? How has it affected your life? It's, it's really, I will be, if I'm in uh, an environment with a a lot of people and sure we can break down what a lot means in another okay let's do it um (laughs) what is a lot five you're getting there okay probably six people if it's people that i don't know i'm not familiar with most of those people i'm not familiar with like say if i was on a date and someone says oh we're gonna i'm gonna go to this my friends are having a party i want to go to that party I have to start mentally preparing for that okay. immediately. Okay. And I have to start thinking about it. And am I going to be okay? Am I just going to be withdraw? Because in an environment like that, I feel like I get very, what's the word? I, I, I The best word I can come up with right now is just like protective. And I just yeah. kind of feel like I got an armadillo socially in that situation and basically wait for it to be over. Okay. Can I, I'm just going to interject with my own experience of that scenario is I would also feel a little bit maybe anxious, but it's more like, um, I think it's coming from a much more misanthropic place where it's like, oh, okay, I'm I'm with my date. I'm like, I like you. I like talking to you. I don't know who these six people are. (laughs) I don't know what they have to offer or what kind of conversations we're going to have or if I'm going to like them. I just feel like, ugh, most people are just such... It's such a grab bag. You never know what you're going to get. That's true. And not everybody is worth talking to. I hate to say it out loud, but it's true. I would be stressed out at the thought of having like a uh, small talk all night. See, that's where, see, when you say that, that sounds like it's confident. That sounds like from my perspective, I wonder if these people, if they're going to be up to my standards, people. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it that way, but like, are we going to connect? But as I was saying that right now, I was feeling... I was just seeing it from another perspective, which was like, I should go into that scenario with the purpose to connect, right? And open myself up in ways that, why would I have to think that about people? Why can't everybody have something interesting to offer and a way in which we can find something between us or something cool to talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, you're not wrong. So that's possible. But most days I'm just feeling like, ugh, I already know the people I know and I don't want to know any more people today. No, that's, I, and I've literally done, and I have said to friends of mine, look, if you want me to show up at a party, here's what you do. You tell me it's a get together. Somehow psychologically, if you tell me you're having a get together, that feels like less pressure. I also automatically assume it's less than six people. Yeah, it's let's just, just get together. Let's get, we're just having a get together. I'm just having a few people over. If you tell me it's a party, suddenly my anxiety levels are at nine. Oh my gosh. Out of 10. And so I just said, you know, just say it's a get together. I'm having a few people over. And so you have to prepare on your way over if you think that it's a party. Yeah. 
I'm going back to this like date scenario where I where I right. kind of interrupted you by oh I would feel the same way but more like ugh these people are losers. <laughs> Just, uh, I hope uh, they can all live up to my expectations. A lot of my friends are really funny, so I hope they're funny because oh I can't stand to be around muggles for one more night. Oh man, but. <laughs> I'm just doing the worst exaggeration of the worst parts of myself. Um, So you have to prepare maybe. You're mentally preparing in advance. Does it come with um, physical sensations of anxiety? Oh, yeah. Tight chest. Okay. And then you get there and then what happens? I find a seat. Yeah. And then don't leave it. Okay. (laughs) Your way to be comfortable is to kind of be isolated. And then if what if people come up and talk to you? That's fine. Oh, that can be like a huge relief, actually, that takes so much pressure. Like if people came over and talked to me, I'm so good with that. I'm just bad at being that person walking over and talking to people. Although I will also say I've been at parties and because I recognize that behavior of the person withdrawing and sitting in the corner, I will walk up to that person and talk to them. Yeah, I do that too sometimes. And ask them how they're doing. Yeah. Because sometimes they really, sometimes they are just having a shit day and they want to be left alone. And they're like, this is not a place I want to be. I don't want to be here. And it's just, they're actively trying to close themselves off rather than they don't know how to open up. Mm-hmm. I'm very much usually a person who I don't know how to open up. Although I can do it if I decide I'm going to take on a persona of an open person. Yes. Okay. And how do you embody that? Is it just a mental shift or are you kind of like, okay, my posture is straight. I'm walking with purpose over to this person. I'm using this tone of voice. It feels, it feels like an inauthentic way to then meet people and then give myself the opportunity to be authentic. Mm -hmm. So uh, it feels like playing a character. What would a confident person do now? Oh, yeah. That's not a bad trick for life. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Maybe not that Hi. affected. Confident and not, sultry. Not that much of Hi. affected. Hello. <laughs> I see you all I end up leaving everybody's outgoing voicemail message. <laughs> <laughs> Could you just record my outgoing message? Sure. No problem. So yeah, absolutely. So then I'll, I'll I've done that in situations where I want I, everyone to know that you just did a sassy shoulder and head movement as I, you said that. that. I've, I've done I've, that. I've been known to do that on occasion when I feel comfortable. It's a good it's a good head bobbing couch. So I, I I will I will affect a persona of a confident person, and sometimes when I feel like it's it's a hundred percent in my best interest to do it when I can, and when I can get up the, whatever it takes, the confidence to fake confidence. Right. Um, and I've done that too when I felt like occasionally when I've been working and it's, I feel like it's a part of my job to connect to other people. You just do that and go there. So how do people make friends? I, if I were to guess, yeah, I just feel like they probably feel good about themselves and it's going to be okay. No matter what happens, they're going to be okay. Damn. Yeah, that's not a bad way to just be in life. Yeah. Feel good about yourself. I'm just working on that right now. it's going to be okay. It's just, you know what? It's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I've had all, like like everyone, I've had all kinds of shitty things happen. Mm -hmm. And you just hold on long enough, there's a laugh around the corner. 
Deanne. And if I just know no matter what happens, there's a laugh around the corner. Oh, my God. The way you put my name in there, I'm going to sample that later and put it on a loop and listen to it when I... <laughs> When I'm feeling down, <laughs> when you're there's feeling a down? laugh around the corner. Here, here's Deanne. you want. Here's the here's the one. What I'm having. What I'm giving my friend. Here, Dan. Let me give you my my friend inspirational talk. This okay. is the, this is the inspirational. Oh my gosh, talk. I'm ready. Those guys are assholes, Deanne. I don't know why they treated you that way, but let me tell you. Th- let me ask you this, Deanne. If you were on the street and you saw a Ferrari parked on the street, and some person walked over and kicked that Ferrari, would you think the Ferrari didn't have value or that guy's an idiot? Oh, I like it. That guy's a fucking idiot. And Deanne, you're a goddamn Ferrari. People don't appreciate you the way that they should. Go out there. Get it. Thank you. That was really that was really powerful. That's my inspirational. The, my inspirational the Ferrari talk. metaphor. I also want you guys to know it got real quiet. She looked me straight in the eyes. There was a bit of pointing um, yeah. right at my heart chakra. <laughs> the Ferrari metaphor is a great one. Do you have another one in the tank? Can you do a similar thing, but without using my name, something the listeners can have for themselves? Oh, God. All right. Here's, I guess, here just, I just feel this is just coming to me now, okay. right? So this is what I'm going to say. I met someone, and her name was Wintress. <laughs> and I thought to myself, wow, that woman deserves just adventure and fun and to be the magic in her own story, and I'm interested in it. And what I want to tell you is this. You are Wintress. <laughs> you need to find your adventure. You're on it right now. And I'm telling you, as long as you keep making choices that make you feel good about who you are, you are going to find that magic in your story. I know it. I have no doubt of it. I can see it on you right now. That's that'll that's what I got. That's what I got right now. That for was you. so good. Thank you. I need to I put it out it. there with the listeners. Check out what can happen for you if you're friends with this woman. <laughs> She's just gonna lift you up and make your life amazing. Oh, I I I do so for all the issues that I say that I have making friends, I do feel lucky in the whatever it is about the stale jelly donutness of me. I really do love all of my friends. I just think they're such great people. And I'll tell you also, God, this is going to go way She's off. Your eyes, everyone. This is going to go way She's off into another eyes. place. And, and I also know that I've talked about how hard it is to make friends, but I'll also tell you this, that I, that I whispered to a friend of mine two weeks ago when we were in a social situation and we were meeting new people. And I turned to my friend and I said, I whispered to her, I go, you know, I've always felt that in if I in a pinch any one of my friends I could have sex with them every single one of my friends if you're a close friend of mine go that person's sexy I go that's why that girl can't be our friend ouch <laughs> so see harsh. that's where I'm the mean girl yeah. that's where I'm harsh and putting up throwing up a wall and a thing I would like to know in what scenario is in a pinch like <laughs> why would you ever have to have sex with any of your friends Ugh. 
Just in a pinch. Just in a pinch. If you had I don't know what that scenario is yet, but I'm just saying I think all my friends are sexy. Okay. That's my way of saying that. Oof. I almost want to ask what vibe the girl was giving off that wasn't sexy, but I just feel like we're going to we're going to go down some road of shaming something that's not going to be okay. It, you know what? It just felt like we did not have enough in common. Okay. She's doing anything wrong. It was purely based on a feeling. You just wouldn't want to connect with her on a sexual level. No. I would have stayed cocooned. In that situation, I'm remaining on the corner of the couch at that party. Yeah, that was weird. But so when lead we with have, the weird. <laughs> what if? We, yeah, lead with the weird. I'm just wondering what we've concluded because I feel like you pretty much wrapped it up a minute ago when you said something about just be confident in yourself and yeah, and, and, and know that everything's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I think that that's actually ultimately true. That's just, really good advice for many situations. Yeah, I yeah, it's going to be okay. So, because I was going to ask you, how do people make friends? And then I was right. going to ask you, how can you yourself make friends? But it's, I think that, that it's it that. would just be it and to put myself out there and also to practice that thing that we were talking about. What would a person who is confident do and then do that and see how that works out? Like it's an experiment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not willy nilly, not just for the experiment of can I meet this person, but wow, that person seemed genuinely interesting and authentic. And I'm not just going to wait around for them to introduce themselves to me. And which, I would have sex with them in a pinch if it came in to it. a pinch. You know what I mean? It might. I'm going to give a person. You're right. I, I should give two to three weeks before I decide if I could fuck them in a pinch. Yeah. <laughs> could you pinch them? That might be part of the questionnaire that I put before them if we're doing the whole sexual right look. We're in a bunker. It's 3,000 years in the future. I don't know exactly what <laughs> the pinch is. What if you led with a questionnaire? Like, exactly. I'd like to be friends before we really formalize this. I want to make sure we have enough exactly. in common. Um, I have an algorithm that I have to run all my friends through. And... <laughs> Well, I think we've done it. All right, awesome. Do, are, are, do you feel good? Yeah, do you? Oh, awesome. I don't feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There are future podcasts in here, everybody. There's a lot going oh, on. Oh, my God. Oh, the layers. Um, one thing we were going to do, we're sure. not, so I'll just tell, I'll tell the listeners to do it themselves, is I thought it would be funny to Google how does a person make friends? Oh, yeah, we didn't do, do that. Ten, what are the 10 useful tips to make friends? Well, we'll go through them real quick. This okay. is from a website called personalexcellence.co. I just thought we should give you guys some real handy tips you on want, I, how I to make this, friends. So. Um, there's high buy friends. Oh, first this is telling, okay, there's three types of friends. There's high buy friends, there's regular friends, and there's true and soul friends. We all understand what that means. Those are the ones that you'd have sex with in a pinch. Yeah, your soul <laughs> True friends. friends. Here are 10 tips to get new friends. Realize the fear is in your head. It is in oh, my head. Okay, two, start small with people you know. If you haven't been socializing much, meeting a whole bunch of new people may intimidate you. If that's the case, start small first. Lower down the difficulty of the task by starting off with your inner circle of friends, people you are more familiar with. Some ways to do that are... Reach out to acquaintances. See if there are cliques where you can join in. I don't really know what that means. Get to know your friends' friends. That can be troublesome though sometimes because sometimes feel friends feel like, oh, if I introduced you to that person, I'm the connector friend. You should really not be getting together. It can you know in terms what? Of friends, I'm friends? gonna let personal excellence I'm not gonna hear I'm not here to critique this at first. I should just 
take it in. I should just absorb. No, it's okay. I mean, you know, we're, this is just the internet. <clears throat> True. <laughs> True. It's not an authority. This is just personal excellence. They didn't even, they couldn't even get their life together to get .com. They got .co. True. So, all of this with a grain of salt. Accept invitations to go out. Okay. Number three, get yourself out there. Uh, join meetup groups, attend workshops, volunteer, go to parties, visit bars and clubs, online communities. Four, take this first step. There's nothing groundbreaking here. Yeah, take the first step. What does that mean? Let's see. Though? Once you're out there with people around you, someone has to make the first move. Yeah. If the other party doesn't start off, just take the first step to say a friendly hello. Hello. I was in therapy and the therapist told me that the most important word is hello. And I'm like, great. Now I got to worry about hello. <laughs> How you say hello. Ugh. And so then I, I was like, I was like, oh, that's, and I think that's a big part of me. Like, I, I find it really hard. I almost exclusively say, hey, I find the actual word hello cumbersome and odd. I don't know where to put the right. I don't know if I've ever really been like, hello. I don't, How do you say hello in a normal way? That now I'm just I'm stymied. Maybe I don't know you can what do to, it. I, I can't. I can't. Hello. 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 See, I'm gonna. I'm I don't gonna think s- I've ever walked up to a person in 3D and been like, "Hello." <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird word. Like if I meet people, I'll say "Hey" or I'll say "Hi." I'm Deanne. Hello. You know what? I will say hello to children. Hello. Yeah, because I feel bit I I do I'm usually a whole thing. I'll be like, "Hello." there you oh, know and it's never there. just a hello. see there you go though you're going in with an inflection it's a whole deal yeah it's a yeah it's the tell me how you would say hello to a normal adult <clears throat> hello lovely to meet you <laughs> okay oh she extended yeah, her hand i did extend my hand you gotta go there's a, gotta be a whole repertoire that was very i'm confident. starting to think i don't have the problems i think i have <laughs> as you see me completely melt down over how to pronounce hello we started this podcast like, I'm more like, can these people bring the party to me? <laughs> I just meant more like, you know, oh, wow, I did just say yeah. hello there. I had a shtick. I yeah. didn't even know consciously that I had. I'm going to, it'll uh, just, it'll be okay. Yeah. It'll be okay. Let's forget the rest of these dumb yeah. tips. They're not even jerk good. tips. We know more than that stupid list. These are jerk co. tips. I'm going to start my own website Poor called shit. jerktips.co. <laughs> and we're going to sell beef jerky tips as well. That would be delicious and delightful. <laughs> All right. Thanks for hanging out with us. Oh, my God. Thanks for inviting me. It's been so much fun. I agree. Let's be friends. Yay. <laughs> Let's be friends. Okay. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, fall, winter, spring. It's always good to learn a thing. Summer, Okay, what are you going to teach us? Okay, so um, this is the thing that I've investigated a lot because I have this. I have a a hooded eye. What does that mean? Which means, uh, I'll I'll give you two famous people also who have hooded eyes so you can see what I'm talking about. One, Patrick Stewart has a hooded eye. And the actress Eva Green also has a hooded eye. And that is, when you look at me, you can't see my eyelid. 
When you look at me, you can see my eyelid. Like, so, like, this section, like, some people, when you open it, like, you'll still see a sliver. I see a sliver. It. I'm demonstrating right now because I'm lifting my eyebrows really high. So you can see that. But for some people, right. when their eyes are open, you can still see part of their eyelid. And but when you're me, looking at me right now, you can see my eyelid, a sliver? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but for, for you, me, yeah, when you're you resting your it face. It disappears. Mm-hmm. So... What that means is there's a lot of people who have a hooded eye shape and they see like these really amazing makeup looks and like do that on me and like you can't because no one can see you can but then your your eye it's gone you've done it and then it's disappeared so the way to properly do a smoky eye with a hooded eye is actually to look directly into the mirror straight on and put the makeup on with your eyes still open. So what you do is you actually smoke it out higher on the eye than people when they do it in here. Like not, not you do below it, the crease of the eyelid. You do it above. Above the crease. You place the eyeshadow above the crease so that Damn. when your eye is open, you can well, see you it and it smokes it out. you have to move there because you have space between that and where your eyebrows are. Yes. I feel it, like I don't have a lot of room to move there. And I also don't have hooded eyes. I'm just trying to see what you're talking about yeah here. you could yeah. you could do it just and just don't do all the smokies of it on your eyelid and then as if i'm gonna do increase. smoky eye why am i getting this invested but for the people out there i'm like and you when might. i do, when i do smoky eye you might one day you never know i guess this is my question does sure. hood, does hooded eye does a hooded eye shape go along with then having that room before your eyebrow starts because you you can put eye makeup there up here yeah 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 but also that's another thing is not only do i have a hooded eye but i have a fairly fairly low brow so i actually don't have that other people they have like these really great higher eyebrows so they not only i usually call it acreage so not only do they have like with their eye open you see some of their eyelid and you can see some color there but they have all this that's why drag queens paint their eyebrows higher is to give themselves more room for more color but if you're going for a non-drag everyday gal look <laughs> and you want to do a smoky eye, you've got to do it above. Yeah. You've got to do Eva Green. Look at Eva Green. I'm going to look at her right now because I don't yeah. even know who she is. I never heard of her. You're teaching me so many things. She's She's been in a few um, uh, Tim Burton movies. Okay. She's a French actress and model. Yeah. All right. And she was in uh, when Daniel Craig did that his first Bond film. She does have a hooded eye. Casino Royale. She does have a hooded eye and a low brow. So that's it. When you're doing makeup, you have to find your celebrity who has features like I do. And then yeah. look, look what, and see I how think they she, do What she's makeup. doing is she's doing a lot of ma- mascara. That's her whole deal. Well, she goes under the eye a lot as well, too, yeah. right? So It's all about highlighting those eyes in any case. Yep. Hey, things went astray there. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, so good. So that's what I can say. If you have a hooded eye, go above the crease. And if you don't have a hooded eye shape, you've learned today what a hooded eye shape is. Yeah, true. So you still learned a thing. Yeah. So don't write me asking for your money back. (laughs) See you later, guys. Bye. Guys, that was Candace. We learned so many things. We learned about hooded eyes. We learned about how to make friends. We learned about smoky eyes. 
Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to Candace. Thank you to Paula Flalo for making this possible. Thank you to Mike Carozza, intro, outro music. Thank you to Patrick World for the Everything is Raymond theme song and the Learn a Thing theme song. Thank you to Charlie Sneaker for the cute cartoon picture associated with this podcast. Thank you to me, Deanne Smith. I'm doing it. If you want to come see me, do it. Montreal, November 4th. Theater St. Catherine, November 5th, Vermont. Burlington, Vermont Comedy Club. November 9th, New York City, Girl on Girl on Girl Comedy at the Duplex and at the end of November and in December, all over Southern Ontario, I am doing the Queer and Present Danger Tour with Chantal Marostica. I'm going to get her on a future podcast and then we'll talk about it. It's going to be great, but we're going to Hamilton. We're going to St. Catharines. I'm just looking at my calendar. Windsor, Montreal, Ottawa. It's all happening. It is all happening. Oh, guys, thanks for listening. I will see you again next week. I really will. Okay, bye. Everyone you meet, he could be in a Cadillac or sleeping in the street.